You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Delatory. Same corner, same time. How are you boys feeling? Early, early time. Early time. A little early. I like this time. Yeah. Man. I like this time too. We got uh we got Randy Russell on deck. Excited to bring him on the show. But did you guys have a good weekend? Did you guys survive the Chinese spy balloon and, and all that? Yeah, yeah. The spy balloon was, was interesting, man. Um don't want to get into that. But it was interesting. I survived it. Had a good weekend. Everything was beautiful. A lot of 707 is just track stuff, man. Uh, we played in the Coach Mac Showcase down in Boyne. Um, made it all the way to the championship game. Played versus uh, Brandon Harris, uh, former Miami Hurricane. He was out there. Um, his son was playing on the, the team. So we took we took South Florida Express up through there, man. I'm, I'm, I, was very, I was very proud of myself yeah. this weekend. They, held, they had a they played better than I thought is what I would say. So who's Coach Mack? Who is is that a local coach? Is that Jim McElwain? I have no idea. I don't think it's Jim McElwain. I don't think he's on the seven on seven circuit. No, it was definitely like a seven on seven style coach. He's like a hood legend. I would, oh, I gotcha. Would okay. Yeah. But I'm not from that, that hood, so I don't know, you know who Coach Mack is. But uh good showcase, good time. The weather was uh windy, uh gloomy, but you know, good times. Nick, so you have uh, a state, my boy. Yeah, I've got dad in town since uh, the fiance left. Dad showed up. Um, just been hanging out with him, and then uh, a lot of baseball. Yeah, and I thought the, thought the weather balloon was like a uh, gender reveal gone wrong. Oh, man. Uh, Nick, we're going to talk a little bit about baseball. I want to hear that. Um, embers, and then you went to uh, – you saw the brick over at, um, uh, at the, the swamp, swamp restaurant. Yeah. yeah. It was How packed. Was yeah. Packed and I looked crazy, like crawling down on the ground trying to find a brick. Uh, but found crazy. it, hung out with dad. Um, it's a great spot or a great building, terrible spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was always my my concern is you know, Swamp Restaurant was obviously so many college memories there and everything else, and, and part of it was location. Uh, no doubt that the team over there tried to do the best they could to recreate it, but it's just I don't know if it'll ever be the same, and sometimes that's okay. You know, it's it's going to be different, but I think if you've gone to the old one and then to the new one, you'll find a lot of congruency, but but probably just not not the same. But what's the old what's saying? It? You can't go home, Nick. What is the uh, the new menu any better? Like, what's the vibes with the food? Same menu. Same menu. Hmm. Hmm. I got that buffalo tender wrap that just absolutely same, same everything. Just. I thought he was gonna add me uh, a silk vegan burger, man. What is Reese? No, it's a respectable place. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I you know what? On on Friday, Brooke and I ran a bunch of errands, and then we were we were in pretty early. And you know how me, you know how I get. Uh, lots of benders in my life. I uh, decided not to do anything Friday night. Woke up Saturday morning, mm. live, weight, alert, enthusiastic. Had a bunch of stuff done. Um, 
had a great night out Saturday, and then yesterday put together one of the best golf rounds that I've had in a very long time. Uh, so I came back just just ready, you know, to attack this week as a bullfighter. You just don't get you don't get games like that. I played yesterday very often. That's that's what happens when you're taking care of your body, getting getting nine hours of sleep. <laughs> yep. Put, putting my putting myself first for once, Nick. You know, gotta be selfish sometimes. <laughs> you, guys, <laughs> you guys didn't spend any time uh, discussing uh, Billy Napier versus Dan Mullen this weekend. We did not. Uh, <laughs> you know what? That's a, a, interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. So we um, were involved in some sort of fake podcast beef, which again is not a real thing. Um, we put Sun out doesn't a, even eat beef. Exactly, man. <laughs> uh, we put out a. Uh, we put out a, a tweet on Saturday saying that we would not be discussing Billy Napier versus Dan Mullen first year recruiting classes for a variety of reasons, probably most notably because you're not really comparable. You can talk in English, you can talk data, whatever. The reason we put that out is because we were asked multiple times what our opinion and would we be discussing that matter on our program. And the answer was no. Apparently that led to somebody taking offense to that. Certainly our intent is not to uh, to be, belittle or bemoan another person or to get somebody else offended by that. Um, but this is our content. We were asked if we would be providing content. We said no. So um, if you take offense to that, we are sorry, but that is a, a personal uh, thought and track that you have to go through. But certainly our intent is not to create any sort of podcast beef. We run in our own lane and we will continue to be in our own lane. Yeah, man. I was out there chilling at the game. I get back to my phone, a lot of notifications. And, yo, if you, like you said, if you feel attacked by us saying what we're not going to talk about on the podcast, that's that's just something personal. And once that happens, I'm a very opinionated person. I stand mm -hmm. by I didn't ask anybody from here who tweeted it. Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people got the keys to that Stadium McGill account when mm -hmm. it pertains to, like, uh, social media or whatnot. And I didn't ask who did it because I didn't see anything offensive and nobody was attacked. Um, so once you reply and, and, and as a somebody, a co-professional in this industry, you you quote, re, quote, reply, do you and will we'll do us. Of course, like I'm about to reply, because why are you offended that we have an opinion about something mm -hmm. we're not going to talk about? If you want to mm -hmm. talk about that? And that's cool. But that's not something we want to content about. And we mm -hmm. say that to the audience on a very popular topic this weekend. And um, another thing, too, like, I don't do stuff for, for anybody's approval. I stand mm -hmm. on, on my beliefs and also, you know what I'm saying, on, on business. You know, we're not out here talking about nobody's content. Stadium Miguel is a straightforward podcast. We put out, we don't put out no shady stuff. We're talking mm -hmm. about other gated people from that account. It's always been straightforward. So if anybody's offended by something, it's e you can easily be offended. If we drop an interview with, say, <clears throat> Uh, uh, just for Todd Grantham, just to throw a name out there. We do an interview with Todd Grantham. We tweet that out, and you come in our comments and say, hey, we interviewed Todd Grantham last week. We can take that as shade, right? It's easy mm -hmm. to get offended, but it's also a choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the one thing that we won't be on this show is offended. Also, one thing that we won't do on this program is uh, bash or, or throw shade at others. We, we do a content on our own. There was a very popular discussion topic amongst uh, the Gator uh, Twitter world on Saturday morning and afternoon. We were asked multiple times via direct message to opine on that. We are not going to opine on that 
the comment was made as a as a response to everybody and if you chose to get offended that is on you but we have a lot of content to get to today we've got uh, the great randy russell joining us who we're super excited uh, about but before we do that as always we want to give a shout out to our title sponsor alan horn with alan horn insurance his phone number is 706-692-2888. That is a state farm agency located in Georgia, but also serves Florida, Alabama, and Tennessee. Again, allenhorninsurance.com, 706-692-2888. Uh, all right, gentlemen, it has to be talked about, hopefully for the final time. Uh, the Athletic this morning on Monday put out an article uh, entitled Jaden Rashad's unprecedented recruitment, how a four-star QB went from $3.85 million to no NIL deal written by Stuart Mandel and Andy Staples, as well as a lot of the other athletic college writers uh, were involved in this. And I know, Nick, one of the things that uh, kind of kept getting said in the, uh, the Twitter world and in message board world was that this deal was not ever going to be worth $13.85 million. Uh, there's no way in God's green earth could that happen. Then there was, oh, the deal was worth seven or 13 million but it was seven million here and six million back to uf or back to the university of miami uh but it does come out today in this deal that the deal actually was worth 13.85 million dollars uh and the way that that was broken up was uh in first was a hundred and twenty five thousand dollar payment uh, back to Life Wallet uh, for money that they had paid uh, for Jaden Rashada when he was still a student athlete in California, which is legal. Uh, and then upon the contract that Jane Rashada signed, uh, it called for $500,000 up front. That payment uh, would increase from 250000 After that, I'm sorry, his payment would increase from $250,000 a month as a freshman to then getting $291,666 a month as a sophomore, $375,000 a month as a junior, and finally $195,833 a month as a senior as long as he resided in Gainesville, Florida, had at least one branded Twitter post and one branded Instagram post per month, up to eight fan engagement events per year, and up to 15 pieces uh, of merchandise autographed per year. Wow, man, they, were, they weren't going to recoup nothing on that. <clears throat> that, to me, is amongst the most absurd things. And I think it was DK that put it on Twitter, not this DK, the other DK. Uh, as a freshman, that deal would have made as much as Rob Sale, Patrick Tony, and Sean Spencer combined. And as a junior, he would have made as much as every other coach not named Billy Napier. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, like who wrote that? Mickey Mouse? That's an insane deal, man. Like, that's, that's, that's my opinion on it. Like whoever thought, like even like – Whatever they but, was writing, his his but you but you shit. get why you get Don't why like know. he you get why Jaden wanted that though like Denzel Washington oh, no, no. the uh, Denzel Washington the I'm leaving here with something like that would have been me yeah but here's my thing it, overall like once everybody like got to their senses and actually had to like execute that deal and realize it was just mm -hmm. bananas right and you really you, now nah, we're gonna dismantle this deal just you know who however it happened it's dismantled. ASU, who he's at now, did not pay him close to that. So me, I would have tried to renegotiate and even get half of that. Not, not only that, 
Not Maybe only that, I'll take that from Rashada. Silk, it, Andy Staples today on Twitter said that he doesn't believe that Arizona State paid a single NIL dollar. I know. From everything that he understands. Not even yeah. one. Not even one single George Washington. So, so. That's a tough scene. Yo, come on, man. This article does uh, go in a little bit more about um, JTM Sports, which we've talked about a, a little bit on this show. It does go a little bit into the connection of of Darren Heitner uh, and his connection with both JTM and Gator Collective. Uh, he stands that he was uh, not done anything wrong. Um, there is a, a couple of other comments in here uh, from Gabe Feldman, who is a Tulane law professor who specializes in sports law. He thinks that this contract is problematic under what he would view NCAA policy. So, you know, certainly the NCAA doesn't always take stands. Uh, they aren't always great at enforcement of any policy, but certainly he did think uh, that there is uh, some cause for concern. Uh, but again, there is no uh, NCAA involvement just yet with Florida that we know of. And we asked Billy um, last Wednesday if he mm. thought there could be. He said, no, we don't anticipate yeah, I, I just don't, don't think it, it, it behooves the NCAA to open a can of worms or Pandora's box uh, that can absolutely, um, you know, would, would probably open a Pandora's box for all of their affiliate schools. And we know the NCAA serves the schools, not their own purpose. None of this makes sense. I'm just going to be real with you. Like, none of this makes sense. Like, the, once the falling out happens, right, and the contract's ended, you still sign the letter of intent. You still don't have a deal while you sign the letter of intent. You know you don't have a deal, but you sign the letter of intent. What are you doing at that point? Are you negotiating another deal or are you still crying for the $13 million that was already canceled? Like, I'm, I'm confused at all of this. Because even at the $13 million, I'm still to the point where, like, what are my options? ASU and get nothing? Mm -hmm. I don't even – if I don't get the 13, shit, <laughs> let me try to get five. Right. Six. I'm – I'm staying as close to that 13 as I can. So that's right. why I'm signing. Right. It seems like this deal was canceled on the athletic article. If I remember, it just closed it out, I believe, December 5th. Uh, and two days after the first initial payment was supposed to be made, uh, the deal was reneged on. So, uh, reneged on. So I don't know. Your monthly payments sound crazy, though. 300 grand, man, just dropping in your account monthly sounds nuts in college. Three hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars a month as a junior. Obviously, this is pre-tax. You could buy probably ninety-eight percent of the houses in Gainesville every month. I mean, I don't know how much a charter helicopter goes for. I mean, but we're talking about you know an absolute audacious amount of money. Uh, but, your your uh, coaches are like asking you, "Hey, let me hold 20. <laughs> yeah, come hey, on so again. You got it. Yeah, he's going to be at Ember. He would be at Ember's more often than Nick was. You know. Yeah, he got the big table at White Buffalo for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that for sure. Him and Zeke is balling out there. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's uh, let's get into a national signing. They came and went. Uh, the Gators did sign, uh, as we all expected, Caden Jones from De, uh, De La Salle High School in New Orleans, Louisiana. 
Six, seven and a half. That is a big guy, a 329 pounds offensive lineman. He was the only individual uh, that was slated to sign with the Gators, and he did so. So, um, on three has him ranked uh, in their consensus as the 385th overall player, number 23 offensive tackle, and number 16 player in Louisiana. So, Gators grab him. Uh, so, again, that will close out the Florida Gators uh, signing class for the class of 2023 or 2022, pardon me, entering 2023. No, we are 2023. Jeez, at least. Um, Gators also get a couple of preferred walk-ons. Uh, Nick, do you have that list? I know they added Jordan Guile, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee Christian School as a preferred walk-on uh, at uh, at quarterback. Um, the Gators also grabbed Lane Swafford, uh, who uh, is a uh, is a good get for the Gators. Had a um, you know, was a three-star commit, had previously committed to playing to Marshall. Uh, to be able to get those guys uh, without having to give up a scholarship opportunity is certainly great. Uh, I think we mentioned last week that the Gators also grabbed um, Belen Jesuit Prep High School Anthony Rubio, a running back son of U.S. Senator Marco Rubio. Uh, and I think that that's it. I think that there was a Maryland player. Is that right, Silk, or did I make that up? I think I made that up. You probably did, but I, I can't. Confirm, I can't confirm what that. Yeah, yeah. So and then so um, that leaves two preferred walk-ons that the Gators grabbed this year: uh, Guile and then Parker uh, Lisi or Lease, who uh, was came came over from IMG, uh, and that will round out the room. So that gives the Gators three preferred walk-on uh, quarterbacks and then three scholarship walk-ons, with likely an additional fourth. Which is which is unique to me, right? In, in this mm -hmm. era of uh, being able to go to a marshal, like this kid had a marshal offer and was kid committed to mm -hmm. marshal and could have went there on scholarship. So to turn down the scholarship and also not just a scholarship, a money making opportunity if mm -hmm. if you're starting and playing, so you don't have a tuition, you're also uh, making something to turn down that opportunity to play at University of Florida is tough to pull those types of preferred walk ons in this era. So I think that is good, and that also better your practice squads and the competition. You know, iron sharp, sharpening iron. So getting those type of players to be on your practice squad at, at, at that level, that type of talent, just is going to make competition better. Absolutely. Um, let's see, Nick, are you available? I see your screens off. So we'll uh, we'll get into some other notes here. Uh, Trey Dean uh, was named. We got more uh, recruiting stuff. Say what? Oh we yeah, gotta, well we got to commit. We could, yeah, we we talked about a Darius Hayes last week. Did we? Yep. Yeah, because we grabbed him over uh, last weekend. We talk a little bit more about recruiting here in a second. Let's get um, let's get through. Uh, Trey Dean uh, was named. Um, congratulations to him, defensive MVP of the East West Shrine Game. I think he had a big week of practice as well. I know he had a couple interceptions that made. Um, you know, the rounds on the internet during, during practice time, but, uh, but Trey Dean, um, defensive MVP, um, he played with, yeah, he did. Uh, he played with, uh, Brenton Cox in that game and Mahmoud D Abate, uh, in that game as well. So, uh, congratulations to, uh, to him. Also, uh, uh what's it called? Uh, Osiris Torres had a big week out there practicing, um, mm -hmm. very impressive. 
uh, and all the practice clips and stuff that they were showing. I thought it was funny because the interception was similar to the uh, SEC championship game interception. And a lot of the fans was like, hey, he thought he seen Michi in his uh, peripheral when he got down. My man Trey did. I thought that I was saw, hilarious. I saw that yeah, guy. Uh, so the trading, what do you think about his pro prospects? You think uh, how how much did he increase his pro his pro uh I'm sorry, his draft stock this week? You know, I I, I don't know. Um this is this is my thing about trading. I think you've seen him in, in three different positions at the University of Florida. Uh, I think that you know, we all kind of agree there's some just some interesting decision making when it came to celebrating and, and everything else and how he got himself hyped up. And I, I try not to be critical of how an individual player does certain things, but to, to me, there is a, a certain level of understanding that if, if somebody runs for a first down and you make a tackle, uh, you know, it's sometimes you just have to, to get back into, back into the huddle. I think that he'll get drafted. I think that he'll test well. Uh, you know, he worked under multiple different coaches, like I said, at multiple different positions uh, in multiple different schemes. I'm not going to write him off and say that he won't, you know, necessarily have you know, the opportunity in an NFL career. I just, you know, if my team was looking for a safety, I probably wouldn't. I don't know if I would, if I would want him. Uh, I certainly wish him the best. Uh, and obviously he had a big week, uh, but I just don't know if I, you know, hundred percent. Right, right. Now, I think he's gonna go like third, fourth round or something too, man. I think he's gonna. Um, he, he had a good, very good week out there, uh, and the scouts are hand don't hands on out there. So it's Belichick and head coaches out there watching him. He he looks impressive as an athlete. We see him so mm -hmm. we saw him make a lot of mistakes, but when he get off the bus at, at out there the, the senior day, and these pro scouts see him moving around and going through drills, they they gonna get mm -hmm. googly eyed. Uh, mm -hmm. And then he had a good week, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And I think he's going to test well. He's going to go out there and put on this, go shirtless with it, with the, with the, mm -hmm. the, the man tights on and go crazy. Uh, his draft stock is only going to rise. It's, the only thing that hurt him is them going back and seeing some of the film and maybe not seeing things. But everything they're going to do up until the draft is definitely going to raise trading stock. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Osiris Torrance uh, is a guy that, you know, has been a highly regarded, um, you know, guard, obviously an All-American you know, when you looked at mock drafts and, and guards tend to go lower than, than tackles for obvious reasons. And then, you know, skill players and quarterbacks are, are usually amongst the, the first to go. Uh, but Osiris Torrance uh, was named as one of DraftWire's biggest winners uh, for uh, for the for his past, uh, you know, past week at the uh, Reese Senior Bowl. Uh, a couple of mock drafts that I've seen him put him solidly in the first round. I know one put him to the New York Giants at the end of the first round, uh, but I do know that that everything I'm starting to see is is Osiris Torrance, you know, being a guy that is in the the first round. So, um, you know, that's a credit to to Rob Sale and Darnell Stapleton, where he was coached by both uh, at both Louisiana and at Florida. You know, certainly, uh, you know, it'd be great to see, and I think that he's going to be a guy that's going to be a a, a consistent, you know, maybe pro bowler or definitely, you know, top of the uh, top of the quartile when it comes to guards in the NFL, a guy that, that didn't commit a lot of penalties uh, in his entire career, didn't really give up a lot of sacks or, or tackles uh, for loss or anything else. So, um, you know, certainly excited to see where, where he goes. I think he's making himself undoubtedly OG one, like right. first guard, first guard off the board. Now I don't know where that is. Um, I saw a mock that had the Saints taking him in the first. That'd be yep. cool for him. Get back to Louis uh, Louisiana. 
I don't, I'm not a big fan of uh, Gators to Duval that don't really like be panning out for us sometimes. But I would, I would love him in the trenches for us, bro. I'm be real with you. So let him slide a little bit because we, yeah, way, no, I, we way back there. We good there. If you look up Osiris Torrance's name and then you you sort the articles by the ones in the last couple of days, the last couple of weeks, they they've definitely increased. Uh, Nick, you said the Saints. Uh, we've seen the Giants, the Bills, the Cowboys, uh, Jaguars, uh, Steelers. So all names uh, where you're starting to see uh, Osiris Torrance in the first round, which would be great for him. Uh, the more I look at uh, these mock drafts, I am starting to think that the Gators could have, you know, five, six, seven players uh, drafted, which – uh, would be great. I saw Rashard Torrance in the, the fifth round in a mock draft the other day. Uh, so starting to see a bit more uh, of the Gators in the mock draft. So with that being said, speaking of the NFL, we do have our guest waiting for us uh, in the uh, waiting room here. So we'll go ahead and get started uh, to bring uh, Randy uh, Russell on. But before we do that, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Homefield Apparel. Visit them at homefieldapparel.com. Best vintage T-shirts, sweatshirts, uh, baseball-style shirts that you could want, including that beautiful script logo uh, that the baseball team uses on their white home jersey. So go check them out at homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gale, then get 15% off of your order. And with that, we welcome Randy Russell to the program. How are you, my friend? What's going on, fellas? You got some see me? Here we got you. Got you. Got you, man. Are those stars in the ceiling? Trying to see something. Hey, man, not yet, man. I'm about a couple more years out. I'm about a few more years out. I hear you. I hear you. How you doing, my guy? We have Randy Russell kicking it with us, former Gator, a legend. How you been, my guy? You out there in Philly? Oh, you was out there in Philly. I'm actually in Miami right now. I'm actually in Miami right right, right. now. I'm going to head to the game this weekend. But, uh, yeah, I'm just back in Miami seeing some friends, had some downtime. Uh, The season, the season's slight Slight flex there. Randy's like, yeah, I, I guess I'll just go to the game. Super Bowl, maybe. Hey, it's a it's, it's a blessing, man. Year one to be able to experience something like that is it's a blessing, man. I, didn't, I definitely didn't see that. So so, how, so go, ahead, go ahead. So, so how how's how's it been, man? You you uh you got the internship uh, with the job or the start into the NFL with the Philadelphia Eagles. I know there's some other Gators there, uh, Brian Johnson and also Chauncey Gardner. But what overall, what was it like? What was the experience like? Honestly, it was a bit overwhelming at first just because, the you know, the transition, you know, going from college, you know, the amateurism of that and then, you know, going to the NFL where it's kind of just strictly business and, you know, all ball. Um, it took me a while to get adjusted, but, you know, I kind of like not having to worry about school or writing up a discussion. I wake up, I'm talking ball all day. So after a while, after a while, it stopped, it stopped being a job and became more like a hobby. Now, what was it like when uh, Chauncey got traded from, from New Orleans to, uh, to Philly? kind of abruptly right before the season started. Uh, were you guys able to connect anywhere you guys was in Philly? So funny so funny story. So Chauncey was my roommate at Florida. But uh, when the news broke, um, the GM, Howie Roseman, uh, he called me to his office. Uh, he just, you know, gave me the phone and asked me did I know who this was. So, uh, you know, I was kind of one of the first people to know. But, uh, you know, I definitely, I, I definitely shed a tear a little bit just because, you know, how everything, I feel like everything was kind of coming together. Right. And, uh, when, when he came, we actually lived together for a little bit. You know, he let me live with him so I could, you know, stock some, stock up a little bit. Um, but you know, for the most part, we hung out probably every day. We spent, we spent a lot of time together. Um, you know, during fall, um, 
during the offseason, but having him was was a it was great for me, especially the adjustment period, and as well as having Coach Johnson there too. Before you did that, you were coaching though, right? Yeah, so I had a small stint at uh, O'Call. I was going to be the defense mm. coordinator for the rest of that year. I was kind of just wanted to take things slow and just kind of, you know, have that year off because I just graduated school. So mm -hmm. I just kind of just needed some time to figure things out. And the Eagles thing kind of just came, and it was one of those opportunities you can't really pass up. So, Randy, I, might, I know it might be too soon, but where, where do you go from here? What is, you know, obviously an internship like this is an incredible opportunity for, for a young man like yourself, but but how do you parlay that into to what's next for you? So I definitely want to kind of build up off the momentum. Um, without saying too much, um, there's been a lot of schools reaching out, a lot of programs reaching out. Um, so initially when I went to Philly, um, I was doing a rotational, so it was just supposed to be a six-week internship. Um, and scouting, football operations, and player development. You know, I ended up killing it. Um, they decided to keep me on for the rest of the season, extending that role. So you know, I was still was able, still was able to learn, you know, under those three parts of the organization. Um, I really kind of take towards player development. I think I want to, you know, pursue a role in that and kind of change the landscape of that, especially on the college level. Um, so there's going to be some big news soon. You know, stay tuned. Stay tuned. I definitely have some stuff cooking up. We'll get the stars in the ceiling, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Randy, what's you know? Obviously, you you get a lot, you get exposure to a lot of different parts of, of the NFL uh, from a personnel perspective, and you know, obviously, we talk about it from a player's perspective a lot, and we watch the game and everything else. But what are some things that you learn behind the scenes from from a personality and running the business aspect of the NFL uh, that that you got exposed to? Um, I think what intrigued me the most was definitely like the salary cap and how much how much that impacts, uh, like, like how much goes goes beyond, like, just signing a player and the roster cap and having space and the different ways you can finesse cap and create create cap room on the back end. Um, I think this year, this year was, you know, was good for us in the sense that, you know, Jalen was still on a rookie contract and, mm -hmm. you know, we were able to kind of, you know, throw all the chips in, you know, for this year. And, but, you know, the thing with Harry Roseman, he's a, he's a genius and I was fortunate enough to be able to work under him. Um, they're going to be set up for, you know, five, ten years down the line. You know, a lot of times when teams do that, you know, they set themselves back with the cap, especially going all in. But, you know, they're going to be set up to be winning the next five to ten years. Um, so I'll definitely yeah. say that. Dan and I are Dolphins fans, so we mm. know all about that. Uh, just setting, setting up for success. Yeah. <laughs> um, how interesting was that for you to kind of learn the business side of it? Um, You know, you just – especially looking back, especially just looking, you know, as a fan, as a fan of the NFL, like you just think it's just like just ball. It's just ball. But there's so many different factors that go on behind the scene. Um, player development is, is, is very important in the NFL. And I was surprised that, you know, there isn't a player development program in every NFL organization. So it was about, I think maybe eight of the 32 teams have an actual player development program. Hmm. Um, and that was something I didn't know. And, you know, seeing like, seeing the actual like player development, guys in the program, guys actually developing and creating success for themselves. You know, that's something I wanted to definitely take to the college level just because I feel like it's a lost art. Um, the development piece and guys actually, you know, getting developed you know, on and off the field. Right. I know you say you, uh, you you was a part of the Chauncey conversation when he when he was brought on to the Eagles. And um, I know you got to see some of the other side of it, like players getting cut. What, what is mm -hmm. that side of the business like for you? Oh, man. So 
that was probably the worst thing I've ever had to. Only thing I hated about working was I had to do the cuts. I had to do some of the cuts, and uh, after a while, you kind of get used to it. But my first one, you know, I'm I'm shaking because I like I'm telling somebody there, you know, that dream's not over. But like, hey man, like, you know, you won't be an eagle, or like, you know, I'm getting somebody to go take them to, you know, to the gym and you know, walking them around the office to, you know, say say their goodbyes to the coaches. But uh, yeah, that was probably the worst part of it. You know, doing the cuts, but I think after fall camp, you know, it was smooth sell, but the cuts were horrible. I, I hated doing them. Whenever I watch like hard knocks, that seems like the toughest thing to do. Cause even if you're not making the cut, when you walk up to somebody and you're like, Hey, uh, grab your yeah. playbook, we're going to coach's yeah. office. You, you already cut him. Like he already knows now. Mm-hmm. Right. Imagine, um, imagine you're just sitting there eating with your boys at lunch, mid bite. Hey man, come on. Come on, you gotta call me. And then Rand, and, and then Randy Russell, the executioner, walks up to the lunch table. <laughs> so funny story, so, the ice so man. Call, right. So they call us the uh, Grim Reaper. So you know, it, it's times where I don't like. You know, sometimes I'll go in the locker room, you know, kick it with some of the guys just because you know a lot of them, a lot of them, you know, we've even played against or you know I've, I've gotten a you know build relationships, build relationships with them you know, through my time there. And uh, you know, sometimes I'll just come in the locker room just to you know hang out, talk to some of the guys, mm-hmm. and you know, some of them are just kind of be on edge. Cause they think I'm coming to go get somebody. So you can't even walk up to people to say what's up. Yeah, you can't even walk up to say what's up no more. They are everybody on edge. Everybody looking. They sabotaged you. Yeah. Yeah, man. So what's uh what's your Super Bowl plans, man? I know you. I know you got the Eagles winning. We don't gotta ask you that. Mm. But what's your plan? I know you you're flying out there. Well, the plan is to fly, but uh, I'm so I so I have some a couple big interviews coming up and. You know, I, I definitely got the most out of that experience. And uh, I'm just kind of, you know, getting ready for that next step. You know, I'm not kind of super wild over, like, you know, going to the game. Right, um, right. But, you know, I'm, I am I got a lot of stuff cooking up, and you know, I kind of want to stay on top of that and, you know, keep building on the momentum, you know, while it's there and, you know, while I have it. Um, so it's probably 50-50 up in the air if I'm going to go, um, depending on how. Yeah, you know, you how get recruited again, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> feel like I'm getting recruited. Feel like I'm getting recruited all over again. Yeah. Do you get a ring? Uh, yeah. Just, just very casual. So very casual. I may or may not. I may or may not go to the game. But yeah, if, if the Eagles win, I will have a Super Bowl ring. So Lord willing, you know things pan out. You know we we come out on top. But I think that's probably the best. You know, biasly, but that's definitely top far top far the best organization in the NFL from. You know, the culture standpoint, I've never mm-hmm. seen anything like it. Um, you know, you would think being in the NFL, guys are kind of just me, me, me. You know, I'm going to get mine. You know, don't right. really care about the wins and losses. But, you know, I've never seen such a, like a tight-knit group, especially amongst, like, grown men. And, you know, the guys are, you know, leading amongst themselves. You know, there's there's no there's no coaches having to, you know, lead the guys or, you know, police things around. Like, you know, you got guys like Fletch and, and Kelsey who kind of, you know, as soon as they walk in the room, you know, they command presence and, you know, everybody's ready to follow, you know, whatever they're, whatever they're doing or whatever they have to say. So um, it was definitely a great experience and you know, I learned, learned a lot, you know, definitely ready to take whatever I learned and, you know, to wherever my next destination is. I think it's super impressive, man, the way you and James Robson, uh, mm-hmm. the way you guys handled your, your whole situation, uh, your dreams kind of getting stopped as soon as you get to the University of Florida and being told that you couldn't play football anymore. I think you guys readjusted. You guys finished the journey. You guys are off into the professional world. 
as you know, productive citizens, man. You know, and and and, and you're not nowhere near your peak. You feel me? Like it's so mm. much more life to live. I'm super proud of you guys. I just want to tell you that, my dude. And I appreciate it, man. It's, it's it's definitely been a journey. You know, I definitely didn't see myself being here. Uh, you know, that freshman year was, was definitely tough. But you know, mm-hmm. in hindsight, you know, I kind of got a head start on everything. You know, because at one point, at one day, it's gonna stop everybody. You know, doesn't matter if you're playing the league twenty yeah. years, right? In the league five years, you're playing college four. It's gonna stop everybody at one point. So, you know, now I kind of look at it as I got a head start on everything, and you know, I'm starting on my my career at 22. So, you know, it's, you know, it's definitely a blessing, you know, still wish I could, you know, be out there on that field sometimes, but you know, mm-hmm. I definitely, you know, I definitely would have, you know, traded back if I could do it all over again. Absolutely. You have a, you have an opportunity that not a lot of people get. I mean, we're, we're rooting for you and we're excited to hear when, uh, when do you think the fans can, uh, can expect to hear about what's, what's going on next in your world? Next couple uh, of weeks? Definitely, definitely before the month is over with. Um, oh, wow. So, we got to get next, you back on then. Next, next, few weeks, next few weeks, uh, you know, got some things cooking up. You know, hopefully everything goes as, you know, goes as planned. But, you know, things are looking really good for me right now. So, you know. Just, what, you know what's kind so, of your – sorry, sorry to interrupt. What, what's kind of your, your – so you, you, you interned and worked in the, the personnel department. Do you want to stay – I mean, do, do you want to be like a general manager? Do you want to be well, – That's the, long, the long-term yeah. The long-term goal, uh, definitely becoming a general manager and executive in the NFL. Um, you know, short term, you know, I definitely want to run my own player development program, similar to kind of, mm. you know, what we did in Philadelphia. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And we're, we're rooting for you, brother. But, how'd, you, uh, how'd you like Philly? I think being there 16 <laughs> hours of the day was the best thing for me just because, like, you know, I wake up, no sun. I come, I walk outside in the middle of the day, no sun. Five o'clock is dark, so like going through that every day, like I couldn't, I couldn't deal with that. But aside from that, you know, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a nice city. I lived, I lived downtown, so you know, I got the experience. And I became a walker when I got there, so I ended up leaving okay. Florida just because of you know everything so close. You know, almost puts you in the mind of like New York a little bit. So you know, I walked everywhere. So you know, that was a, you know, that was a luxury of you know living there, uh, living in a city, but definitely not a, a vacation house. I mean, I mean, a vacation <laughs> spot for me. I'm not going there on my leisure time. Uh, <laughs> definitely not now. Yeah, Bro, definitely. Hit like that. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, no brotherly love. No brotherly love. Another <laughs> hand, like they're super passionate. Like I think you know, it's. I would say that's the NFL's version of the Gator fans. Right. We could, yeah, be, up, we could be up twenty. We could be up twenty-four zip. We have a three and out, fans booing. We're not running the right plays, booing. They're booing. So I've never seen didn't, nothing like that. But like they're they're crazy and passionate. But didn't they throw snowballs at Santa? They did. They booed Santa. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they but booed they threw Santa. snow at him too. Oh, did they? That's what I thought. I think so. Wild fans. Yeah, man. Um, one more question. I I've been so impressed with with Jalen Hurts. Got benched for a freshman in the national championship. Stayed around. Went to Oklahoma, Heisman contender, gets to Philly, not getting a chance, gets a chance, gets benched even though he played well. Mm-hmm. What kind of person is he? Because he seems to just uh, have a lot of perseverance. So, you know, we usually get in at six. So, um, you know, we're banned before all the, you know, 
all personnel, all the coaches in, just be, just in case they need anything when we get in. Jalen's in at six. And you know the coaches, the coaches' schedule. So the coaches are in, in early, in, out super late. Uh, after practice, you know, guys would be heading home. Jalen's meeting and sitting in the meetings with the coaches. And that's like an everyday thing. He's always like, you know, some people say, you know, first person in, last person out. But he's literally the first person in, last person out. You know, hardest working player. Know, great leader everything you see is, is is everything you see on interviews on tv like that's that's him like the ultimate guy like i want to be like him when i grow up well i want to be like you when i grow up randy <laughs> i appreciate it man. <laughs> all right man we Tap appreciate with us yeah Ahead, we appreciate man. your time, Randy. Man, it's it's been yeah, so cool. it's been so Anytime. cool to to watch you I'll, I'll never forget we were we were at friday night lights um back when you were being recruited. Uh, and so that was cool a long time ago. Um, and we got to see yes, you do the Gator Chomp with, you know, right by the uh, the new outdoor practice facility and everything else that got built. So, I mean, it, we were we we're cheering for you then. We're cheering for you now. And, and certainly the best of luck in everything that you do, brother. I appreciate you guys, man. Stay tuned. Anytime you guys want to have me on, man, we can talk ball. I love talking ball. Right. Uh, we'll keep you plugged in, man. We got you. Right. We got a fourth right. host now. Right, right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, perfect. All right. Four, four hosts. We'll see you next Monday. All right, man. Right. Gotta take care, man. Much love. You, Appreciate you, Randy. You too, brother. They gonna, they gonna really think we putting the Avengers together. We had, we had Randy. Dude, Randy what a guy. Was, he's incredible. Uh, you know, I want to. We we've. I, I know Silk. You've had him on your show before, and I think Nick. You've had him on your. Um, on your shows before in the past, but would love to to hear more about the way that he battled adversity and everything else. But you know, a lot of he, he got football taken away from him, you know, so quickly and so abruptly, and to be able to to bounce back and to follow a different dream uh, is has been really really cool to watch and the maturity uh, and his success and everything else that we've watched over the last few years is is really really cool to watch and I'm excited to to continue to root for him wherever that might be next I, I mean just think about that you're 17 18 going to the university of florida to play football mm -hmm. just like that hey that's never gonna happen mm -hmm. can't play football there wasn't there probably wasn't a plan b right at that point no, that's no you're, in your mind at 17 i mean you probably got yeah. other things that you know because your parents raised you to have a backup plan and other mm -hmm. things you want to do uh, but you're not thinking about that for real, for real. You're thinking about like NFL, then maybe I'll see, figure that out a little bit later. And, and I'm kind of playing for it now. But yeah, for it to actually happen and, and to have to bounce back from it at that age is, is definitely tough. But everything's mindset. Like you say, he flipped his mindset to, yo, I'm just starting. I'm, I got a head start on those guys. They're doing the NFL thing and they're doing college right now. But I could be working on my career. And football isn't forever. It's called not for long. The average football mm -hmm. career is three years. So mm -hmm. um, you can jump into the business, bro. There's other money to be made. It's a lot of money out here. It ain't just sports, bro. Yeah. Especially around the game of football. They, the players ain't the only ones making millions. Well, yeah, we just read Rashada's contract. So, yeah, there definitely is money. <laughs> yeah, football. I mean, just oh, don't man. have Mickey Mouse right because it'll never get executed, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm – Curious and excited to see where where uh, where he goes. Um, you know, certainly the path. I've, I have some friends that are trying to climb the uh, the professional sports ladder in the personnel department. It's really cool to to see the the things that you get exposed to and the business behind all of it, uh, because there is so much more to it than just a salary cap. There's so much more to it than just trading. And you know what you see on hard knocks is 
you know, 5% of the actual job and actual duty. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what Randy Russell does, but uh, it's definitely a hell of a, uh, a career path. It's, it's very, very cutthroat. It's very, very hard, but uh, yeah, I think that Randy has the perseverance to do it and do it well. So very, very excited uh, to watch him uh, go and grow uh, either in the NFL, the college ranks, or wherever he goes next. Um, Nick, oh, I want to do a quick man. ad read. Go oh, ahead. General manager Rand Cawthon, like vibes, you know. Hey, the more people I know that I can get plugged into these high level roles where I can maybe call in a favor right. uh, for uh, for some tickets or maybe uh, you know in the box something like that. Um, Whoa, yeah, maybe you know. But uh, anyway, uh, Nick, I want to get you on to talk a little bit of baseball. But before we do that, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Alumni Hall. Go visit them, alumnihall.com, or go visit them on Archer Road in Gainesville, Florida. If you are looking for the best and uh, latest and greatest in Florida Gators uh, sports wear and apparel, uh, look no further than Alumni Hall. Uh, lots of new Nike things, new baseball uh, jerseys, uh, basketball. Obviously, we still have the Ring of Honor. We still have a lot of other things that Alumni Hall is pushing out uh, for you, the fan. Go check them out. They still have their two for 38 t-shirts as well. So go visit them, alumnihall.com, uh, or visit them on Archer Road. Uh, Nick, before we get into a few of the other final notes here, uh, you stuck around the baseball uh, stadium all weekend uh, giving us an update. So, uh, what's the, what's the haps with uh, with the uh, the baseball team? I mean, they're they're going to be really good, but I am not overhyping them because I've been accused of lying about baseball. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it's just not baseball, Nick. You know, I think that's the only team. That's the only that, thing he's positive uh, about is baseball yeah. and, and kickers. Hmm. No punters, unbelievable. The disrespect. I keep, I keep, I keep making that mistake. That's on me. Um, Florida is going to be really good. They need to stay healthy. Um, Wyatt Langford looks even better than he did last year. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, just crushing everything. Um, they're deep. They have a, a, a ton of bats, Ooh. a ton of arms. Um, and, and, and the new kid, uh, Hurston Waldrop from Southern Miss, Southern, mm. maybe, yeah, Southern Miss. Um, he's going to be a top 15 pick. Wyatt Langford's being talked about as a potential first overall pick. So, have the have the Gators ever had a first overall pick? Was Zanino? I, first? I think Zanino was three. Okay, and that's the highest. That's the highest. So, what do you anticipate, Nick? So, so hitting's look solid from the updates that you had. Pitching is getting better. They didn't lose a ton of talent, did they? To the draft, I know that there was some. No, no. Getting Josh Rivera and Halter back was huge. Um, getting Sprout back is huge. Um, yeah, they didn't lose much. And then they went out and got a bunch of guys in the transfer portal. Um, Waldrip, uh, Dale Thomas, an infielder. Um, so, yeah, they're going to be really good. And I'm going to get yelled at when they lose to, like, UNF on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And fans say it's embarrassing. Um, but Florida should be really, really good. And uh, their opener, Charleston Southern, from what I have looked at, is is bad. So it might be a really great start opening weekend. Hmm. Well, certainly excited to watch um, the uh, Gators baseball team season starts when? I'm sorry, February seventeenth. 
February 17th, so 11 days away. Uh, we should try to get up for a baseball game, maybe in March or April. We say it every year, never do it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, this this really, time we're, really we're, it, we're putting it out to thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners. There's like there's like 40, there. there's like 38, 40 home games. Just pick a game. It don't even matter. Just pick a game, and then we're, we're got, we got to be held accountable to pull up to the game, and let's do it. March 4th, spring football starts, and it's uh, Miami weekend. Let's do it. March we shoot some vibes and hang out a little yep. bit. Let's go do some baseball. Shoot some content while we are there. I like that idea. Pull up. I like that idea. Me too. All right. So we'll uh we'll work on that. Um let's see in sports related news, a tough one on the basketball court for women's basketball lose 68 to 42 to Ole Miss. Uh, Gators men's basketball after a huge win over then number two, uh, Tennessee, a 13 point win last week. Uh, the Gators unfortunately lose to Kentucky. Uh, they had cut down a uh, 14 point lead down to three with just a minute to go. Uh, Gators miss a three pointer and Kentucky gets uh, two free throws and ultimately holds on for a five point win at Rupp Arena. Uh, Gators still growing under new coach Todd Golden. Um, but again, um, big victory over the uh, Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, the other day. Uh, Lacrosse is starting soon. A couple of folks, uh, I think they have three uh, preseason All-Americans on their roster, so congratulations and good luck to them. Uh, And then finally... Let me pull it up here. Uh, Gators Golf. We uh, we don't talk about golf too often uh, on this program, but shout out to a Stadium and Gale alum, J.C. Deacon, uh, and his golf program, which won. I got some golf talk uh, on the timeline going. Which last won week. the uh, 2023 C-Best Invitational. Uh, individual uh, champion and uh, overall Gators do very well. Uh, look to have a solid team this year. Nick, golf talk. I found the old uh, swinging Gator logo. I'll tell you what, that's about as elite of a logo as you're going to find. Tweeted out. It started like going viral. And then JC Deacon's like, yo, I got you. Got you a shirt. No you can, can you see if JC can throw me a polo? I don't even mind paying for it. I just I need some of this. I, I feel like I'm. I feel like it's just for me. But, uh, <laughs> you feel it. like that? Just find out for us. We'll, we, yeah, you, I mean, you feel that way, but it may not be. Right. Um, I can swing by the. You know what happens course. when they, you assume? They, <laughs> I'm probably right. Um, <laughs> I can swing by the golf course. They sell them there. Oh, do they? Yeah. I'll pick one up then when I uh, am in town on March 4th right, right. with the rest of you guys. I'm speaking this into existence. So I need to pick it up for you then? <laughs> I'll pull it up March 4th. I'll I got to go see my All-American brick in front of the Swamp Restaurant. I've never had a brick before, as you can imagine. That's a lot we can, we can make uh, happen that weekend. For content-wise, I can see my brick, you know, baseball, brain junior. It's Let's a thing, it. man. Let's do it. Uh, Nick, we – uh, we talked about uh, this last week. You uh, you broke the news on this podcast about the uh, the spring game being on a Thursday. Um, do we want to have a discussion on that? I think our thoughts are, are pretty well drawn out. It doesn't bother most? it doesn't bother me because um, right. I have to go no matter what. Right. I I don't get the the reasonings that, that they gave. It's just like, 
You're not UF's reasons. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't like Thursday. Why not Friday? Right. What, what were the reasons? Um, hold on. I gotta go find them now. Yeah, because I didn't hear. I know that was like I thought the reason was Duck and George. I, I think if you have to <laughs> justify your reasoning, but like right as you announce it, probably yeah. should have thought about it a little bit longer. Uh, listen, I am not one to over exaggerate the orange and blue game. Right? It is a football glorified practice scrimmage. Um, you used to get a lot more people there. I think you know. It used to also not be on TV. Now it's on TV. Now you can watch it. You know, the desire for teams to go full bore and have a, you know, a, a big skirmish has, has kind of gone away. Um, I think for me, uh, the struggle is a couple things. If it's for recruiting related, I don't think a lot of kids are doing a, a Thursday, Friday, because only one team, and that's Miami, is having a game Friday to then have a Saturday option where I don't think that somebody's going to go from Gainesville to Miami to somewhere else, right? I mean, could it happen? Sure, I don't see it. It's super often. Well, if not, got a not Thursday, even, not even Miami. Aren't they Aren't they like Lockhart? Well, okay, so Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, they're at, yeah, they're at Coral Springs High School. Um, but you do that, right? But um, to, to me, if especially if I'm the parent of a kid and Obviously, I'm I'm not. So this is just my opinion. Of I don't know if I would want to take a kid out of school to go take him to a recruiting visit early on Thursday, and then potentially skip on Friday. You're talking about taking PTO time off, you're probably taking you know time that weekend to go visit. Right? It's probably going to be multiple weekends that you're doing things. I just I don't even know from a recruiting perspective if it really pays off well. So Florida said Thursday gives them a national audience, uh, only only game being played. I assure you that nobody from the nation is watching. Uh, well, I'm I'm there. I'm watching. What do you re- what do you really think it's about? Well, they also said it gives them a chance to interact with the kids more. I don't know. So it's about it's around recruiting, right? It seems that way. Yeah. They just did it last year, so they have to have some type of data and analytics. Last, last year, I thought it was like Easter related. Yeah, it was because Easter I mean, was. You want to believe that? I think that same last week. I think both of these weekends, you're looking at other programs like Bama and Georgia, both having their spring uh, games on that Saturday. And the obvious, if you're in the recruiting world, the obvious competition is do you compete and get kids on campus? Do you want to do that on the same Saturday? Just be realistic with yourself and right. where we at as a program. Do you want to battle Georgia and Bama on those weekends? They're off one's off back to back natties, and the other ones we, we know what University of Florida was all, all after natties, and it was how easy it was to get kids on campus. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. So um, if it's about recruiting and and a strategy to get as many kids on campus as possible, I see it. That's all. That's my take on it. You know. Yeah, I didn't get the level of outrage. Because at the end of the day, it's just a practice. Right. I, I, I think I understand. I don't understand outrage. I can understand like disappointment. Right. I think, you know, previous, I know when I was in undergrad, they had the orange and blue game and, you know, there would usually be at least another sporting event in town, whether it was baseball or softball or something else that you could do. And I think that that's a good 
family day. I think even that's a good oh, overnight no. trip, right? Going to Gainesville is not cheap, you know, especially, you know, with hotels, you know, charging, you know, knowing that there's a, a limited number of weekends that they can, you know, have that many people in town and raise those prices. Right. So being able to go up and watch a game, and maybe do something else or maybe go to a baseball game Friday, go to the orange and blue game Saturday and then how to town. I just don't know how many people are going to come up on a Thursday and then spend an elongated weekend uh, when you consider. So, you know, I, I, again, I'm not like frustrated. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to attend, but I also don't know if I would have attended otherwise, but I just start to think of like the reasonings behind what the orange and blue game could mean for football, but other sports as well. Like, it'd be really cool if you could pack out a, you know, a women's basketball game that might be, you know, in town or a men's basketball or whatever it might be. Um, and I don't even know this, I'm kind of talking out of turn, but in just in the future, it'd be something to, to consider at least. Yeah. Once I got the dates, I wasn't going to be able to make it on that weekend regardless, man. That's mm-hmm. uh, LMA concerts that weekend. So I got to check out LMA and also Freddie Gibbs. So I was mm-hmm. tired of the concert season. I'm going to get my it is concert day season. on that weekend. Speaking of concert season, I'm going to Red Rocks twice in three weeks. And, buddy, I'll tell you what, I could not be more excited. Anyway, um, but, no, Silk, you make a great point. It is probably about recruiting. There might be more time spent with them. I don't know. They make a lot more money than I do to figure these things out. Um, It's just my job to be a fan. Nick, any final thoughts on anything? Um. Still waiting to see when the opener is going to be played, Thursday or Saturday. I thought they already announced that Thursday. No, they came out. Uh, Utah's schedule came out, and it just said or. There's like a. What the hell Utah got going on? No idea. Or like you got to like so as a fan, when do you decide to start? This is like your, a this is a pre week one depth chart. This is a Jim McElwain depth chart. Yeah, we or. got or. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it says Thursday, August 31st, slash September 2nd, Saturday. Yeah, but definitely not Friday. So whatever your definitely plans are, go enjoy Salt Lake City on Friday. Thursday this is my first or, time. Thursday is nasty work. I don't know if I, I want to go on a Thursday, man. But if it's, if it's uh, Saturday, I'm definitely in Utah. I've got a couple of uh, – suggestions for salt lake city uh just know that to keep your id handy if a restaurant serves more than 50.1 percent of their revenue i believe uh in alcohol they have to id you all day so there are certain places in uh salt lake city that are restaurants for lunch but you still need an id to get in i think there's a place called they called whiskey kitchen, something like that, uh, that I've been to a few times. They'll ID you at 11 o'clock on a, on a random Thursday. So, uh, be, uh, cognizant of that. Be cognizant of, uh, different beer percentages as well as be cognizant of the fact that, uh, they also have a mechanical device on top of their alcohol bottles, uh, that limit the amount of alcohol to exactly one shot per, um, per alcohol. This so, sucks. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. The mountains are right there. It's just a different coffee. They, they have coffee. Despite the fact that Mormons don't drink coffee, there is at least more than one non Mormon in Salt Lake city. So they have coffee. So they don't police the caffeine, but they police, uh, 
Detail. Yeah, the the alcohol rules, and with all of that being said, of my, from my understanding, the alcohol rules have even become a lot more liberal over the last few years. So I can't imagine what it was like. Um, have been out there a few times to go skiing. I uh, highly mm-hmm. recommend uh, Park City if you're going to be out there. Great, uh, great town, about 30, 40 minutes away from uh, from downtown Salt Lake City. Uh, but uh, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I gotta I gotta get Airbnb and mail me some stuff out there, man, for sure. Uh, Silk, any final thoughts? Yeah, I don't. There, there will definitely yeah. not be a, a large supplier of uh, of the green. Um, Silk, no, no liquor, liquor. What are you talking about? Oh, liquor. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think you can understand why my assumption went somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Didn't you earlier say what happens when you assume? I did. <laughs> yep. Make an ass out of. You and me. Uh, Silk, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Good show. Uh, thanks so much for Randy Russell joining as well. No, I don't have any final thoughts, man. Peace, love, and blessings. And, you know, everybody, man, go touch some grass and, and some mm-hmm. that rhymes with grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, all right, Nick, you have the song of the week. Thanks, everybody, for uh, oh, for listening. Prepared. Uh, well, I um, appreciate everybody, everybody for listening uh, this week, each and every week. We have a large number of guests that we are getting lined up. We have uh, a lot of exciting uh, things that we're working through and working on right now that I am excited um, that we're going to share with you all uh, from a guest related perspective, including some names um, that uh, we thought were untouchable. So stay tuned there. Nick, you got a final uh, song of the week. Still very unprepared. All right. uh, We'll go with Morgan Wallen. New album coming out. 36 songs. Wild. Silk, I want to get your thought too. So that's a lot of, of songs, right? Zach Bryan, country music guy, uh, was in the military for a long time, uh, got out, and he released a 34-song album. Um, some people will say it was a, a, a no-skip album. I, I disagree. Very, very well done. 36 songs is a lot to, yeah. to, to put into something. one album. I'm going to skip something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care who recorded. I can't do 36 tracks of anybody. I'm not a big fan of double disc albums as well. There's a couple out there I like, but I'm not a big fan of of artists doing that. So 36 is way too. Chris Brown did something crazy like they were like 50, which it's a lot of slaps on there. He probably yeah. went about 80% on it. You know, 85% is very high, but it's just too Yeah, but that's, but that's like a, a seven-hour album. Right. It's just not enjoyable at that point. It's too much. It's an endeavor. Every time I go into like open it up to like look at the album, I see all those tracks. Over, I get overwhelmed when I see all the tracks, and I just like, all right, man, I'm cool. Listen to a smaller project. We're gonna do "You Proof" Morgan Wallen. "You Proof" by Morgan Wallen. Well, Nick Silk, great seeing you again. We'll see you guys at the same corner, same time, maybe a slightly different time. Who knows? Uh, next week, and right. uh, go Gators.
cutting them down, yeah You never ain't not around, yeah Don't matter what time or town I can't get you gone Turn the bar, yeah, upside down Just looking for something that does it I give them all my money Ain't nobody selling nothing You prove Something stronger than I'm used to Something stronger than I'm used to